somewhere in space. This may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Here they come. ahead of its time. I am C-3PO, human-cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart, R2-D2. Hello. It's an epic of heroes. to a galaxy far, far away and tell us what movie we're watching tonight. Oh, you two, we are going on the ship that made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Because tonight, in anticipation for the release of Episode 7, The Force Awakens, we are doing commentary for Star Wars, the original movie entitled Episode 4, A New Hope. And when we say original, we mean the original theatrical versions of the film. There's about five of you listening that will be able to actually play this. I hope you have the VHS editions. This is for you. Or the special 20 or 2006 DVD editions. Or the laser disc. Or the video disc. Mm-hmm. Or Betamax, which I just found out they're, they were still manufacturing until like three weeks ago. That's, but yes, this is the original, a, original Star Wars. Like, this is back when it was just called Star Wars. The Star Wars. And for this month of December, we are doing the original trilogy and their original forms. For the you, Empire oh, Starks, the Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and the Christmas special. I'm kidding. That, don't, don't, don't tap me. That's next year. Listen, we will all celebrate Life Day. I don't think we can even sit through that. Like, maybe the B. Arthur segment. That's all I can give us. Wow. B. Arthur, deep cut. So, <laughs> we're paused uh, zero seconds in, right before the, you know, 20th Century Fox fanfare starts up in grand fashion. I will count to three. After I say, after I say three, we will, we will punch it. We will punch it. We will ignite our lightsabers, which are also possibly our dicks. That was an immature joke, and I like it. 
just let it in, like the force. Just let it in. One, two, three. Punch it, Chewie. Star Wars. God, I love this letterboxing. But seriously, isn't that weird that the Betamax was still being manufactured? <laughs> the Betamax. Uh, hipsters? Sounds about right. <laughs> just one dude in Portland keeping that entire company afloat. Blue. Blue as hell. God, I love this aspect ratio. That is amazing. This is like CinemaScope. Also, notice it just says Star Wars. It is a period of civil war. God. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies... Shut up, chatter! I'm trying to read the opening crawl! (laughs) Uh, We're like 30 seconds in. We've already hit a pinhead joke. (laughs) It's all downhill from here. James, what silly voice are you going to put on? Pursued by the Emperor's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard the starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. A galaxy of corn. Sweet corn. I was hoping you'd do Torgo. Oh, we have an entire series <laughs> to go through, so who knows what series well, was that? I was going us. for like a legit read through <laughs> of that, and you guys just came on with like, can we just do silly voices? <laughs> I hate you guys sometimes. Not as much as we hate ourselves. It's a funny story. As I was telling Mike earlier in the day, this may be the first time I've ever seen the original cuts of these movies. It's not all that surprising considering we grew up in the 90s and that was the heyday of the special editions. Like, it's. Yeah. People don't really give it a lot of credit, but the special editions were something of a big deal. Yeah, I, that's how I saw Empire in a theater. I saw that in a mall theater and it blew my little mind. Oh my god, can you imagine? I mean, I, I had seen the movies previous to that, but seeing it in a theater. Uh, and the new stuff, like... I think I have seen A New Hope in a theater, too. And honestly, and when the uh, original cut uh, DVD releases came out, like, back in the mid-2000s, 2006, that had been the first time I had seen the original cuts. Um, well, I should say, legally, uh, in... Since probably before the special editions came out. Well, my first interaction with the original cuts was actually a friend of the family had taped all of them during a TV airing and just thought like, like I was uh, really into superheroes, but I wasn't really into like anything sci-fi or anything like that because I think I was about four or five. So, she had brought them over for me to watch, and I remember sitting on a huge couch just by myself, watching these for the first time and just being enthralled 
even though they were like really lousy VHS copies of a TV airing of the original cuts of these, but it's still like, it just captured my imagination in such a strong, profound way, which is kind of the magic these movies have as far as being able to immediately grab your attention, even at that young of an age. There's such a universal appeal to them. I mean, no pun intended, but it's just Star Wars is just one of those things that you can easily gravitate towards. Have a weird relationship with these movies where I watched A New Hope constantly, but didn't see the later movies until I was maybe eight or nine. And I'm not sure why, because I distinctly remember us owning them on VHS. I think it may be just because A New Hope was on TV constantly. I like, I've, I've always loved, not to break up the conversation, but I've always loved how Vader's introduction into cinema is him putting his hands on his hips, looking down and saying, yes, that was a good murder. Good murder all around. Just pimp walking in. In the original script, he would have then taken off his Darth Vader mask and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a trip. But I have a very distinct memory of my dad talking to me about Empire Strikes Back at like age six and him also being confused that I had just seen the first one. And just him telling me about the Battle of Cloud City, where Luke lost his hand. (laughs) And just being enthralled by that concept that there was more Star Wars, and that shit got real. People take for granted the whole sequel thing sometimes. Like, when you're a kid learning there's more of that thing you like... Like, now, of course, of course there's going to be a sequel. Everything's a franchise. But learning that, oh, my God, there's a Batman Returns? Yeah, especially with older movies, whenever you learn, like, oh, there's a follow-up to Alien? There's a follow-up to The Terminator? There's a follow-up to Predator? Oh, God. Oh, God, no. Except for Back to the Future, which was always one long movie to me. Yeah. The thing, she was high on coke the entire time that I'm making these movies. Just George Lucas spreading out all that space cocaine. I think Carrie Fisher, like, bathes in cocaine. It's amazing seeing her do, like, press for Force Awakens now, because it's like, yeah, she, uh, she couldn't give a rat's ass either way about this role. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. God, fucking 3PO, just not keeping his shit together. It's amazing how much of a role the droids play into these movies. You don't really think of them in that way, like in retrospect, but yeah. Oh, I just want to point out one of the most beautiful shots in all of cinema just happened. Yes. That Stanley Kubrick shot just in the middle of the opening act of this movie. Got 70s space stuff. Definitely most of the – like whenever it was good, I definitely had a Kubrick vibe. Well, it had a sense of wonder to it. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's this chick with the buns. With her accent. Her English accent. You know, years later, actually finally sitting down and watching The Hidden Fortress, this movie makes so much more sense to me. I imagine. 
not that it was like didn't make sense to me before and I couldn't follow the plot of the Star Wars, but the reason Mike keeps bringing up the Star Wars is because a that was originally the title of the script treatment that <laughs> Lucas wrote up, and B there is an insane comic book out there of the original pitch for this where Anakin Skywalker leaps up and says, I am an android, <laughs> while peeling open his chest to reveal that he is, in fact, an android. That is the second time that has happened in that comic. <laughs> I love all of the BBC actors I know. interacting with uh, Darth Vader. It looks like a, a dark place scene is about to happen. <laughs> this is such a strange production. I love Vader's uh, Doctor Doom chain, by the way. It's such a strange production when you look at a New Hope, where it's just, it's just so goddamn seven, British seventies at that. Yeah, and people like really not wanting to be there because they think it's this stupid kids movie. That's like one of my favorite stories is just Harrison Ford just tossing the script around, telling Lucas, you can't say these things out loud. (laughs) And it's true. It's just such a weird time capsule of this movie being a portrait of a time where Star Wars wasn't the biggest thing in the world. Like, what a weird, different place that was to be in in the world. We're watching right now the birth of science fiction as a mainstream a, yeah, concept. As as a medium that people don't roll their eyes at. I mean, before this, science fiction was really like ponderous now. intellectual stuff, or it was Mars attacks. Yes, it was basically Flash Gordon and Star Trek. And then there were these other, like, weird side tricklings. Like, science fiction was below the Western. In the I mean, Hollywood the original Battlestar Galactica, Jesus Christ. Like, you look at it now, it's one of the most dated things you could ever see. Well, Battlestar Galactica was them trying to do Star Wars with pre-Star Wars mentalities. Like how do we, like how do we rip off this movie while still having the mindset of a show in the mid fifties? Also, can you just imagine these movies? Like when they, there's a big story like of the producers and some of Lucas's friends coming over and seeing a really rough cut of the movie without the score. <laughs> Can you imagine John Williams not scoring these movies? No score, no sound effects. Has any of you guys ever been obsessed with the idea that there was a dragon there who died? Yep. How fantasy that scene is. Like, eh, there's just a dragon. I hope that's in Force Awakens. We see one of those things at last. Why was there a dragon? Teeny. I want to see it as, like, some kind of weird short film, just... Like, 45 minutes of 3PO in the desert surviving like Riddick. 
<laughs> he has a staff. He just comes rolling in. He has subtitles where he has like really amazing dialogue. It's the Revenant starring C three PO. Me not watch. C three PO getting attacked by a bear. Ah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, oh, yeah. R two oh, yeah. is just being worshipped as a god. Poor R two. I was say, the Jawas have to be the strangest junkers of all time. Like, so they just hang out <laughs> in a canyon waiting for technology to fall from the sky so they, they can then sell it to the three people who live on this fucking planet. <laughs> God, Tatooine just has a surplus of technology rolling through it all the time. I like to think that Tatooine is actually a bustling metropolis. This is just the one rough patch. <laughs> That's my favorite weird sci-fi thing where every planet is just a town. That's why I really wish they would just – the special edition should have reinserted that scene where Luke actually goes to look for power converters and hangs out with his friends. That's where we get the pathos of Briggs. Was that filmed? Oh, yeah. You, yep. can, you can watch it. He actually goes to Tashi Station and picks up the power converters? Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that was a thread they would resolve in Force Awakens, where Luke's introduction is he just walks into the station. I'm here for those power converters I ordered. Like, they open up a dusty box, and there's just three spark plugs in there that he grabs with his cyborg hand. <laughs> I love how ridiculous the Jawas are. I just love how in the context of this, R2-D2 is a secret agent. Like, he's the plot thread that gets everything going. Without him, Luke doesn't become a Jedi. It's weird to think that he's the MacGuffin of the movie. I think one weird thing I've always liked... Which is some of the droids don't speak English. <laughs> like, man, that would be like, goddamn trash can, get out of here. <laughs> I remember I used to play the uh, Lego Star Wars games. That trash can would be the biggest annoyance in any level you would play because it would just walk by whenever you're trying to solve like a puzzle. Did you always wonder what the box droids purpose in this universe is? I'd like to think it's trash. I like to think it's a trash can. I think the question is, what do the mouse size robots do? (laughs) What's the weird mantis looking robot do? What does that marionette torso do? Evil stuff. Also, this is the weirdest vehicle ever. It's just a driving gigantic cardboard box. You know what would make this scene better if there are people just walking by the frame and something knocked another guy off? Yeah, and like there was a big CGI creature. Which could someone come along and fix that? I love how shitty that gigantic car is. I'm really hoping that Force Awakens reveals R2 to be the big villain because what a dick. 
he could speak all the whole time. <laughs> Why do you hear James Earl Jones' voice coming out of that thing? Just realized the he weird... was Vader the entire time. <laughs> I just realized the gr- weird green techno stuff on the side of R2's head. Yeah. Uh, Is that supposed to be like the message embedded in, into his coding or something? Well, I'm not sure. I've never just a. Uh, did they, like, did they edit that out or something? That's possible. I don't. I honestly don't remember. Maybe it's in every movie. We're just stupid, but I swear I've never seen it. Yeah, neither have I. And I've seen the uh, theatrical cuts a couple times. What is the weird spider robot for? I don't like it. <laughs> he delivers pleasure. It's your trigger. No, no, I'm triggered, guys. You leave the commentary. This is what we're going to be doing the entire trilogy. Is like, what is that droid? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the genius of these movies. Is it never goes into detail about anything? It oh yeah, so it feels in. like a lived-in universe. That's what I love so much about Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that it's one of the first. It's really the first movie in the sci-fi genre since Star Wars, including the prequels, to realize, yeah, it's better if you just don't say what anything is. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out, Mark Hamill, basically fresh off the boat in terms of acting. This man would go on to become the Joker. (laughs) And a trickster, twice. Yes, I want to talk about the red droid that he buys. There is a trading card which exists that reveals that droid not only works for the rebels and destroys itself so R2 will be bought instead, (laughs) so R2's mission becomes complete. That fucking red droid with the weird googly eyes is, in fact, Force-sensitive. has <laughs> the Force in its oil. It's a Jedi? Its what? oil is Force-sensitive and coursing through its robo-veins. That motherfucking shitty-ass box droid is a Jedi Knight. <laughs> that is canon. Abrams can't erase that. <laughs> Disney can't erase that. It committed suicide for the greater good. That is the hero of the entire Star Wars saga. I'm out, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye. Spay and neuter your pets. I'm tempted to not talk at all. <laughs> oh, Terry, that was my one thing. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm just riveted. Like, when was that trading card released? After the movie or recently? I feel like it's from the 90s. Oh, yeah, it was definitely from the 90s, because that sounds like an expanded universe thing if I've ever heard it. Does that mean that there, it, that's in a book somewhere? We yeah. learn that robot story? I feel, I think it is like, in a, might be in a comic or something? I don't remember. Yeah, given Dark Horse, like, published thousands upon thousands of Star Wars comics. I imagine there's got to be one for that one. Or maybe a book or something. I don't remember. I like to think – it'd be awesome if it was in the radio play for New Hope. By the way, also, I like – I was going to say, I like how the toy Luke was playing with is a design that's been like a 100 Star Wars games at this point. 
Well, the also, showed what, up in Jedi. What I love is that that's for the Empire. Like, Luke wants to be a pilot for the Empire. He wants to join the Empire. <laughs> it is a strange thing that's kind of glossed over. Well, it is he, just the government. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he wanted to go to the Academy and be a pilot. He would have operated under his father and killed people. It's always creepy that C-3PO just takes oil baths. Like, what does that do? He likes it. It gives him pain, which gives him pleasure. Is that what, like, Anakin did to him? Scrubbed him with a sponge of oil? Mm. Oh, that's so wizard. Getting rid of... (laughs) (laughs) MB wins the commentary. (laughs) Oh, this is pod racing. Are you an angel? I think everyone born after the year of 1982 grew up hoping that at some point they would pry loose a Princess Leia message. And each and every one of us lives with that disappointment every day. I, You have no idea how many times I will pry random things hoping for a secret message from a beautiful woman that may or may not be my sister. <laughs> The mic wars. It is weird, like, when you think about it, they had no idea at this point that they were going to be brother or sister. Not really. Not at all, contrary to what Lucas says. Lucas always also says that he knew Anakin's entire backstory before he made him Darth Vader. That last-minute change... I do wish um, – I know the Expanded Universe was erased uh, when Disney bought Lucasfilm. I wish the uh, Marvel comics prior to Dark Horse getting it, not the current Marvel comics, were still in continuity from when around New Hope came out and stuff. Just for the ongoing love triangle between Luke, Leia, and Han. <laughs> well, technically – they re-released those comics after Disney bought Star Wars. That is true. So it's technically canonical. <laughs> that is true. Because that's a, that's, a, that's a fun thing. Go back and read that. Then, like, Empire comes out. That entire storyline just dropped. <laughs> like, yeah, we're just not going to uh, – we're, we're not going to reference that. Oh, you know, I don't think I don't think it's even Empire. I think it's uh, when Jedi came out. <laughs> you're just like, yep, okay, we're not doing that. Well, sure let's they... face it: if we were Luke, would we even care? It's right, space. Luke. There's no laws in space, <laughs> especially on Tatooine. Have you seen this fucking place? <laughs> they farm moisture, for God's sake. Like the la- the last chick I was with had walrus tusks. So many Twi'leks. God, the blue milk. Blue milk. What do you think blue milk tastes like? Blue. They're actually like drinking fabric softener. This is strange. This is like one of the only times in all the Star Wars movies. One of the few times, I'd say, that you see someone eat. (laughs) 
just doing regular life stuff. Like, yeah, they the have closest, spatulas and shit. The closest we came was, like, the thing on, uh, like, the dinner on Cloud City where Vader interrupted them. Have you ever wanted to see that entire scene where they then sit down and have a quiet meal? Well, they did that on Robot Chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Well, it's been a time and a half. I just want to see Vader eat. I just eat got eating baby food. Through a little straw. <laughs> All right, before I take this helmet off, this is about to get weird. Don't look, okay? Just don't look. And he has the old man voice. And a harvest for moisture is when I need you the most. <laughs> yeah, I've said that to so many women in my life. Just, uh, I just imagine Vader taking off his mask to eat. Lando, feed <laughs> me. The steel is getting worse all the time. <laughs> That's the joke I was going to go. <laughs> this wasn't part of the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. <laughs> Now oh, give me man. some of that corn. Boba uh, Fett is just standing over <laughs> He's just turning away, like, in disgust. I just hear Boba's mic go on. Go on, give it to him. <laughs> yes, that's good. I just, I just want to point out, there is another movie where those twin sons appear. So while Luke is staring out on that side, <laughs> on the other side, Howard the Duck is staring <laughs> <laughs> Well, Disney owns all of it now, so that is canon. Motherfucking canon. So I just want to point out that in the Star Wars Galaxies game... The massively multiplayer online Star Wars role-playing game. You could be a moisture farmer. So, I mean, I know it makes sense to farm moisture on a desert planet, but it doesn't seem like it should be something that difficult. Well, in the game, you just set up a moisture farmer and then walked away. Seems about right. Like, why do you need the droids who speak Bakshi? Also, I love the different skies. I think the droids were there just there to keep them company. Yeah, they're lonely. Uncle Owen gets so fucking horny sometimes. Come over here, beep boop. So, I'm sorry, have Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew just always seem like the worst people in the world to you? How so? That's just something about, about their manner. Like, that that just seems like it was a horrible life Luke was leading. Probably. I think you're just racist. Against Tatooinis? Yeah. Goddamn I mean, what did they ever do to you, James? What was that, Mike? Oh, that wobble. I just noticed that she was wearing a denim vest in space. <laughs> they make denim in space. That's one of the weird things I 
noticed about the first few Force Awakens trailers was like everyone's wearing like leather jackets and denim, and it's like I it seems weird, but then I remember like oh yeah, the fashion in the other films wasn't that different. It's space seventies. That about sums up this movie pretty well. It's space. <laughs> I, I just noticed C-3PO saying, Master Luke is your rightful owner now. That's like a slave telling another slave, get back in the pit. <laughs> 3PO is fucking a piece of shit, okay? Like, Jesus, 3PO. In every single movie this motherfucker is in, he's a piece of shit. C-3PO sees a, sees a droid riding a horse and he's outraged. <laughs> I'm gonna be really mad if I go to Force Awakens and C-3PO isn't terrible. It just seems like a tradition. Oh, to you uppity motherfucker! The reverse film. The reverse film. My favorite things in any cinematic moment. That sand person was so hot that he only could lift it once, so they had to reverse. <laughs> Like, because they were thing, literally in the desert. One of the little things I love, I love whenever R2's scared, he shivers. There's so much personality in there. Yeah, this, that's one of the things that's great about Star Wars is like all the thought to go into giving things personality in life. Yeah. That was immediately obliterated by the prequels. It's so weird that it's like Lucas did that and then forgot that he did that. In favor of video game graphics. Like, I, it still blows my mind that this is the same series in which, in Revenge of the Sith, two PS2 graphics stormtroopers walk up to the charred remains of Anakin Skywalker and report on his remains to the Emperor. I wish the Jedi had wizards' hoods in every every single movie. I think Ben's just crazy. <laughs> I'm a wizard. <laughs> That's Ooh. right. I'm a spaceman. I like to think this is just a hobo who <laughs> fucking killed Obi-Wan Kenobi several years earlier. He actually still looked like Elon McGregor. Uh, I like that this is the introduction of the man who went to his grave actively hating Star Wars and wanting to destroy it. <sighs> The man who made a young fan cry when he was asked to autograph something because he would not be a part of this foolishness. I do not share the screen with things that beep and boop. I was in the bridge over the River Kwai! God damn it. See, that's why he's saying I've not heard that name in a long time, because he's not fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> he just killed him and ate his flesh. Oh, uh, uh, Obi-Wan. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I that's guess I'm that person. That's why Vader feels that presence later on. There's still some of him digesting inside of this hobo. <laughs> it's like one of those burgers that digest in your colon for like a hundred years. It's just He's just really rich. Do you guys occasionally stop to yourself and say, I feel a presence, a presence I haven't felt since, and just trail off? And just uh, go about your day? Only whenever I'm in a strip club. Candy. 
No, I look over. Axel Foley's there, and then we put bananas in tailpipes. Oh, the beginning of C-3PO falling apart. I can't tell you how happy it makes me that in Force Awakens, C-3PO will have a cyborg arm despite being a robot. (laughs) (laughs) To show that time had passed. It'd be amazing if, like, in the movie he had, like, a human-looking arm, like, with pecs and everything. And an eye patch. Does, does Obi-Wan just not have a front door? Once again, this is not his home. This is where he's been squatting. Like, come in, come in, take your shoes off. I'll get a shower going. Like, he didn't know the lightsaber was there. Like, Luke just found that incidentally. What I love the how, fuck is that? I love how Clone Wars is mentioned in this just because it sounds sci-fi and futurish. Clones. Meanwhile, the Clone Wars in actuality is Jango Fett was a part of a legion of clones. Fighting some robots. Because for some reason, Lucas was convinced that the stormtroopers were clones, even though they're clearly different people. Hey, hey, different time. (laughs) Some of the stormtroopers are still some remaining clones. Why oh, didn't they just have the dude who played Jango Fett dub over all the Stormtroopers in the most recent edition? He dubbed over uh, uh, no, Boba Fett. Yeah, I think just Boba. Yeah. All the Stormtroopers sound the same. It's because they don't really have many speaking lines, to be fair. Because technically, I'm getting nerdy here for a second. Nerdy during a – like, not that the fucking droid thing being Force-sensitive because of a trading card said it once wasn't nerdy. Technically, uh, Palpatine used clones because if you think about it, it's clones versus robots. And considering Palpatine is both sides of that war, playing them against each other to gain power, he is creating armies on both sides that will cause zero casualties once the war is over. So he will have full forces once it is done. It's actually kind of a brilliant plan. My god, and he was the real villain co- of all. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yes, James, he was. <laughs> that is correct, James. Thank you. But, like, what I love about that is, like, and then, in the expanded universe, he is resurrected through clone... And then he possesses somebody. And then he's a robot. I want him to be revealed to be Kylo Ren so bad. (laughs) Adam Driver, the man, the only man monstrous enough to be Palpatine. He wouldn't even makeup. I just imagine him taking off the mask and he just, like, sounds exactly like Ian McDermott. You thought I was something different, didn't you? Unlimited power. The last time I fought a black man, he burned me. It's like, Jesus, Palpatine, you are, you have some racial problems. I know you're old, but... (laughs) It's the future, there's no excuse. This is actually the distant past. 
that's not what that title means. Yeah, you and I were actually talking about this, James, uh, like a couple days ago. That is a really weird misconception that so many fans put on that. Everybody takes it literally, like, wait, wait, so this, this is, like, this is before the dawn of man on Earth, but in a distant, like, are they saying that these characters would colonize Earth later? Like, no, it's, it's just a fairy tale opening. In a shocking twist, nerds need everything explained. Actually, Mr. Fucking Smarty Pants. Oh, God. Uh, I believe it had been stated in the expanded universe <laughs> that it does, in fact, take place in the distant past. Well, those don't count anymore. Meanwhile, in the BBC... I was trying to figure out a joke to make about the amount of British going on right now, but it's like, Jesus, just look at their faces. Just so, oh, God. And then we just enter the part of the movie that's a ha a weird hammer space opera. <laughs> Can you imagine if Christopher Lee were in this, and not as Count Dooku? I just love how Peter Cushing is the main villain of the first Star Wars film. <laughs> Because he was the big name they draw. He was like, the Donald Pleasance of this franchise. Like, you look at that poster, and it's Peter Cushing in Star Wars. <laughs> Can you imagine Peter Cushing as Luke Skywalker? But I was going to Toshi Station to pick up Power Converter's father. <laughs> <laughs> You can hang out with your friends later, Cushing. Oh god, Christopher Lee as Uncle <laughs> Could we have gotten, like, a weird radio play? Like, some kind of Broadway production of Star Wars where Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee are every character? Christopher Lee as Yoda. <laughs> no, him I <laughs> That would be awesome. I, I love how religious Vader is in the first movie. I know he's like a weird, like Christian extremist allegory. Well, I like how Vader's whole thing is. Who gives a shit about the Death Star? Because the Force lets me be awesome. <laughs> like that's it. Like well, he the does, Death Star do this. Ooh. <laughs> well, he does run around wearing a black cape, so he definitely has ego issues. God, is there anything more sad than a dead Jawa? <laughs> like just, just dead Jawas littering the ground. My God, they were so tiny, and now they're dead. <laughs> they're so small. <laughs> oh, God, they're so small. I just cry. We just start cradling a dead jaw and crying. No! Nook, nook. It's so small. He'll never breathe as a small creature ever again. <laughs> what I, was uh... under this hood? He peels it back. It was so beautiful. <laughs> 
also, Luke, Jesus Christ, let somebody else in the goddamn space car. <laughs> just, like, just leaving Obi-Wan to the elements. <laughs> <laughs> he was an old man. He just dies from a stroke. He had to ride back on C-3PO. Also, can we just point out the fact that this is one of the darkest moments in cinema history. It's in a PG movie. This is where shit gets real. Those horrible people died. I like that how so for gruesome. No, it's like for no reason the stormtroopers cooked them alive. <laughs> It's so weird when you think about it. Just to make it look like sand people had attacked it, which, which, did sand people have fire? <laughs> Everyone has fire, MB. It's a basic element. I thought you meant that in, like, the metaphorical sense, like, everyone has a fire in their heart. <laughs> that fire is called the Force. By the way, earlier, I, I've always been fascinated with Obi-Wan's weird racism there. Oh, sand people can't shoot guns like this. <laughs> I mean, do you think sand people can shoot guns? Also, the name sand people. I'm sorry, but <laughs> really, I'm so- Lucas. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can- I laugh at this fucking droid every goddamn time. Dr. It looks Ball. like it's fucking like holding a syringe for no reason and like a little knife. <laughs> also, like, I just want to point to out. <laughs> I just like like it's like the beginning of Star Wars Triple X porn parody. <laughs> really? Yes. Also, Streepio, stop! <laughs> we needed to stay warm. We're droids. Jesus! I never even noticed that. Threw a little man on the fire. I never noticed they were roasting Jawas alive. They, they have to do it for the world. And wolves I assume they're alive. <laughs> we can't let the elements take their little bodies. <laughs> Once the dragons smell fresh meat, it's all over. I've always loved how they went to this cliffside to stop and get a lesson about how evil this town is. Look at Alex Guinness just not giving a shit. Just mad that he's there. And yet, giving off an amazing performance. Seriously, he ended that scene by crossing his arms and walking away, looking annoyed. Is that one Force-sensitive, Mike? No, James. This is going to become a thing, isn't it? You just (laughs) asking, like, is that one Force-sensitive? Have you ever wondered what the shoulder pads were for? Yes, I I had one of those dudes as an action figure, as a very small child, and it... That's a- okay, I have a nerdy uh, <gasps> bit of things to get out of my Mama. chest. Um, the shoulder pad is because of glare on the armor, because in the sun, on a planet like Tatooine, it would uh, distract the stormtrooper from the glare from their armor from uh, the shoulder pads. Which I don't buy into, by the way, because it's only one shoulder pad, but... <laughs> That was the reason given. Hey, I just like how much thought went into that. 
Or the uh the sand trooper action figure I had still had that weird proton pack on the back. <laughs> they have, so I used to pretend that he was like a militarized Ghostbuster. It's <laughs> awesome. By the way, Mike, you know what's coming. Get ready. <laughs> oh, uh, hold on. Oh, we have to wait for Satan first. Space Satan, by the way. I love the werewolf that's randomly there. <laughs> I still love Lucas telling the story of when they filmed this, just walking in and just being like, oh, God. It was – actually, it was uh, Hamill. Who oh, Hamill was sad, too. Yeah, Hamill was like – we saw these amazing drawings and concept. Satan. Space Devil. What if Space Satan just being like, I'm in a bar? I'm influencing people. <laughs> so I love the cosmonaut randomly. <laughs> Damn it, Star Lord. Chewie's just listening in. <laughs> I don't know, even by like weird kind of crappy standards of uh, the look at the cantina scene, it's still amazing, especially for the time. It's like everything's at once and they're all hanging out. Fuck you, Greedo. Hey, baboon butt face. I still want to know what he was wanted for on nine systems. Here we go. I would think tax evasion. Like, as we know, tax is a very important element of the Star Wars canon. Why are there so many fucking werewolves? And who's the skull guy? Creeps me the fuck out. The wormhead looking dude is always the one that freaked me out. I always love how that's just because fucking... Uh, Obi-Wan and Chewie are tight. <laughs> oh, God. He doesn't like you. I don't like you either. Well, wanted men, I have the death sentence on 12 systems. Well, be careful. You'll be dead? This Why little one I... is not worth the expert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a little backstory. Mike and I have been obsessed with that line for inexplicable reasons for the last mm, decade of our friendship. We recite that line at any given opportunity. There's even an episode of Pulp Nightmare that starts with it randomly. That wasn't even – it's just what you're doing before we started. And it's just that line. It's not any line that comes before or after. It's just, he doesn't like you. I don't like you either. Because we're idiots. <laughs> well, I, I just love how gangsta Mos Eisley is that the music just starts up five seconds later. I always wanted to see a record produced by this band. I like how there's just a group of aliens, a race of aliens that are just a band. Also, this, uh, this entire speech by Han here. This entire scene is ruined for me from the SNL Star Wars editions from the 90s of the Christopher Walken thing. <laughs> Kevin Spacey is Christopher Walken. Destroys me. I can never look at C-3PO without thinking Richard Dreyfuss is in there. Do I don't want to wear the damn mask. <laughs> <laughs> See, all I can think of is Patton Oswalt doing Nick Nolte 
as Han Solo. God fucking damn it, Chewie. <laughs> we got this fucking Kessel Run to make. God damn it. I like how Han is introduced like he's a C character. Just like, hey, I'm here. I'd expect him to just walk in the cantina bathed in sunlight. Which I think is uh, actually part of the accidental genius of this movie, which is Star Wars doesn't know it's Star Wars. Exactly. Things just kind of happen naturally, like it just thinks it's a normal movie. Yeah, it's yeah like that's kind of that's kind of what I feel like kind of bogged down Jedi in a weird way is that they kind of became self aware. Whereas in Empire it was still kind of dawning on them, so it was kind of in the height of their self realization of what they were. And you kinda of see that with movies now where it's a completely new thing. You've never heard of it before, but every time a character shows up, it's like, holy shit, this character's here. We have no idea who that is. <laughs> because that character is the most important thing in the life of that writer and that director. And the 12 movie series they have in their heads. That's well, why, going back to Guardians of the Galaxy again, I like how some of the characters are introduced just off to the side. Yeah. And meanwhile, like, the ones that are really guilty of that are, like, the – weirdly enough, like, the teen novel ones, like, The Hunger <laughs> Games and Twilight. And even though The Hunger Games is not of the same atrocious quality, I will say that, like, it does feel like there's a level of importance there that you wouldn't ordinarily have. Even the Harry Potter films, from what I, little I've seen of them, kind of have that. Well, Star Wars wasn't trying to be anything but a little B-movie. Well, uh, look who shot first. Cannon. Shh. He's just so cool. Like, did you guys actually see Lucas try to defend that this week? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, well, uh, if we were going to have, you know, on a solo try and – if we were going to have Han Solo try and, uh, you know, marry Leia, then why uh, why would he be a cold-blooded killer? He's a thief! Also, Greedo was totally going to kill him first. He says it. He's the also, one that threatens him with a blaster. Also, how many, how many people do they murder on that Death Star? Leia included. I mean, she shoots one of the stormtroopers in the beginning. Not much in the second Death Star, which is just filled with contractors. Oh, 3PO just broke into a house, didn't they? <laughs> I swear to God, if you make one move, I'll erase your ass. Of how new, how many numerous times C-3PO and R2 hide in a fucking closet in this movie? <laughs> It's like a metaphor for something. What the fuck is that droid? I've never paid attention to it before. <laughs> is that one force sensitive, Mike? Yes, and an, is that an antenna or yes. a marionette string? <laughs> an antenna. Antenna. Though that would be hilarious. Or I feel like card. that droid oh, must be like a dude. Drug. 
this freaking dude. I'm sure this guy has, with his goggles, I'm sure has backstory. Okay, going back to the Lego Star Wars games, that guy was a boss. Really? Yes. Plague Doctor? He was one of the biggest bosses in that entire game series. Wow. Until you said I never realized that he's based on a Plague Doctor. Yeah. I never even made that connection. I like to think he's Sebulba's son. (laughs) Why is Chewie holding his crossbow like it's a dick? It's Chewie. God, betrayed by Basolba. You don't know this, but I just talked to a Scottish guy. <laughs> Come aboard my ship. <laughs> it would be so weird if that were still Captain. <laughs> and that was Jabba forever. Like, remember, imagine Return of the Jedi with that Jabba. Just a dude who looks like Nick Frost. It's like Leia wraps her slave chain and strangles that dude. She just strangles a man, and it's horrible. <laughs> like, oh, God! Also, it always weirded me out, the idea that the Millennium Falcon is supposed to look crappy and unimpressive. This is it's weirded thought. everyone out, to be fair. That's, that's been one of the common... Uh, debates among the Star Wars canon for a long time. It's like, yeah, it's not actually that unimpressive. It's just, it's unimpressive by Star Wars standards. Well, consider, like, the spaceships everyone was used to before Star Wars. Yeah, that's the weird thing, is, like, they were simple, like, cylinder, cardboard, painted-looking things on strings. Yeah, like look at look at the star destroyers here. They're you know they got they're a little bumpy, but they're mostly smooth and you know they're triangles and this has a weird shape to it. Like has junk all over it and looks messy on the inside. Like, but because the Millennium Falcon was so popular, you see that kind of aesthetic applied to ships after that. That was strangely technical. <laughs> Like this, this movie was the beginning of so much. It it's kind of astounding to think about, like what this started, just in terms of like our culture, our entertainment, our life. I mean, this influenced real life technology. That's just light speed. I mean, I went to light speed earlier this morning. I don't know about you. Oh, I know I did. I've probably went to Lightspeed twice. I've punched it. I've always liked the idea that the weird samurai helmets are just things people in the Empire have, so it's not special that Vader has his. <laughs> like, that's not, that, that's the part that isn't a costume. I just realized but, Karkin's a governor. It's so strange. By the way, I just love, like, this is the most British Leia ever gets in any of the movies. <laughs> That weird random thing she just has in the scene. Also, because we didn't say it earlier. Meanwhile, on the BBC. <laughs> I love everyone's chin straps. I, I, I prefer to think Vader makes everyone aware those hats <laughs> so he feels less silly. It's like a weird Doctor Doom thing. I, Lord Vader question. Um, I, I, I've seen something added to the budget for, for this month. Oh, what do you mean? 
Master. Well, and these, uh, quite frankly, crude drawings. Is that crayon? Uh, it's... What they, they were done by our top artists, I will have you know. Yes, I'm. I'm sure I could. I could hear you in the other room. But why are we making everyone wear helmets to look like you? Oh well, you see, I was speaking to some of our imperial advisors, my master, and we agree that some uniformity would bolster. You know, uh, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? The um, the mood. You know, the the war is just taking such a toll on everyone. And I... Lord, Lord, Lord Vader, since since when have you ever been concerned with morale? Well, do you uh, know that, how often you choke? In visit choke, I add, our generals and top advisors. Well, look, they just made a mistake of getting in my way. I cannot face the fact that you're... I, I spoke out of turn, I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So let me get this straight. To make up for the fact you kill our officers regularly... You are going to make them wear silly fucking hats. Like how you walk around, Dumbo. Look, I just thought it might be fun to have a company uniform. If that is crime, let me know and I will amend it. Lord Vader, can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. Does your helmet make you sad? I, um... I... Look, I'm in it a lot. I, it's it's kind of my life. I, I, I can't live without the suit. I, I, what it, I, I just want a little color. Would a little color be too much to ask for, my master? No, we're evil. We wear black. Uh, I, you... know we're, I know we're evil, but it's all I have to wear. Have you ever worn just one pair, one set of clothing? For... That, is, this a, is this a serious fucking question? I'm not even wearing clothes underneath this robe. I haven't... I've been naked for the past 75 years, Lord Vader. I wear this, nothing else. I have to admit, I never thought of that. Yes, and do you see me complaining? Do you see me complaining? Well, I mean, you can breathe. I... I... Yes, I can breathe without fucking falling on the ground and dying. You, some, you know, you do not have that luxury. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, <sighs> would everyone wearing your stupid little fucking helmets and looking like you make you feel better? That's all I 
asked my master. It will keep the bitching down? Will it keep the bitching down? Yes, yes, you won't hear anything else from me. I apologize. Okay, but I'm I'm going to go ahead and axe the card piece idea. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you wear a fucking card piece. You don't have genitalia. I thought it would help. Get it across that you have a balls and a dick when you don't. But I am not walking around this fucking Death Star looking at everyone's plastic dicks. They can wear the helmet. That's it. And I'm not spending an extra goddamn dime. But you get the helmets. Get out of my office. Yes, my master. Worst fucking mistake in my life, that guy. Anyway, what's been happening in Star Wars? Space. I thought that was our own personal jump to light speed. <laughs> I just kind of hilarious that we end the joke as the Millennium Falcon comes out of light speed. <laughs> that was our quiet moment of reflection. Wow. There was a through line through that. Has it ever annoyed you that there's a planet called Tatooine and a planet called Datooine? Yeah, that's that's always been like one of those things where it's like, it did, really, you couldn't have come up with something else ridiculous. That just gives me flashbacks from Knights of the Old Republic, Tatooine, Dantooine, Manon, Korriban. <laughs> Uh, Korriban. Oh, Chewie's so fucking high. Chewie really is fucking high. Chewie is like one of those dudes who would be super into the hippie mo- movement. Well, he is in like, what, his 60s? Oh no, that tennis ball is coming for us. No! <laughs> Harrison Ford's hair in this movie is to behold. Harrison Ford's everything is to behold. I never like, realized just how open that shirt is. <laughs> the entire franchise. Just man spilling out over those buttons. It's also maximum 70s Ford. Like, the other ones are definitely 80s Ford. This one is 70s as hell Ford. I love Chewie's communicator. So I like how there are all so alternatives to fighting comes from the dude who used to strike down people with a laser sword. He He's old now. So wouldn't it be a wrinkle if they missed that by like an inch and they just crashed the <laughs> No! <laughs> They just they no they just hit it lightly and just tapped off of it and then just got, went backwards. <laughs> and like whoa, the whoa, epic, whoa, 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 whoa. like the epic music just stopped. Sir, they're getting away. Destroy them. <laughs> it 
did it really blast its way out of most eyes? Like, also, what did they really have to bring this to Tarkin? Like, they yeah. could have brought it up to like a middle manager dude. He has moth things to do. <laughs> you know how many responsibilities a grand moth has. I, I, okay, go on, James. Tell the good folks at home about the book you discovered one sunny afternoon in Walmart. <laughs> I just want to point out, this is the first Expanded Universe book entered into the new official canon. Tarkin, rise to power. <laughs> Written by Glenn Beck. <laughs> and it has the stark image of, like... Isn't it like an illustrated image of... It is Peter Cushing just standing there in his imperial outfit, like a portrait of Mussolini. It's beautiful. Is it then revealed that Grand Moff just means Vader's babysitter, so Sidious doesn't have to fucking do it anymore? Well, uh, honestly, sir, I was going over this list of demands, and I don't understand number 45. Uh, what is the purpose of a sand check? <laughs> I like how detailed that joke is. <laughs> in, I had to think about it for a minute. We're in space. Why is that something you're you're worried about? It gets everywhere. Fucking Tarkin has to call up the Emperor to try to figure this shit out. Uh, I mean, I check my boots every time I get on. He makes me take them off. Yeah, he he does that. Just I'm not allowed to have rugs. I'm a grandma. Listen, it's what I did to get around this. I just did some tiling on the floor. And it's fine. We are, we've been trying. Uh, therapy sessions to get over the sand thing. We just left a sand planet. Do you know how much how much sand is in those outfits? They've been detoxing for days. He he loused them. He loused them? Yes, they just that's, that's a new one. Alright, this is this is my suggestion. Is he there? Yes, my master. I was just convincing with the sand check. I'm not... When spoken to, Lord Vader. Tarkin, when we're in a conference call, do inform me of that fact. Well, I assumed it was... You know he had me wearing one of those helmets the other day. Uh, Darth that is not for anyone above the grade of lieutenant 
How many times have I... As for the sand problem, what we're going to do is a little trick I did after... died. Pour some blue milk. Warm blue milk. Oh, the fucking blue milk again. I, I know... I know. Sit him down in his decontamination room. Give him a glass so he drinks a drink like a big boy. You know I have to milk that. Do do you understand what creature secretes blue milk? Its teats are the size of a building. Uh, We're working on a mechanism for that, but... Sit him down, give him the nice warm glass of blue milk... And describe an ocean. I am in charge of a space station that has the ability to destroy a star system. I do not do ocean noises. I... I know it's difficult, but describe the waves washing the sand away, cleaning everything off. Eventually, he falls asleep. At that point, just forge the sand check documents. He wakes up, say, several more hours passed than it actually passed, and, you know, we don't have to talk about this anymore. Also, I recommend just burning the armor after you leave a sand planet. We'll bring you new ones. If you have to be naked for an hour, you're naked for an hour, but it cuts down on the bitchin'. I don't even wear shoes anymore. That's how bad it got. That is how bad it got. So do you think I you can, know. Do, do you think you can handle that? Yes. Tarkin, I I entrusted you because I know you're a man of integrity who can get things done. <sighs> I Thank I, you for giving me your bidding, my master. That's, that's a little bit more like it. Um, do me a favor. Have you ever seen the ocean? I, just, I'm hanging up now. I'm going to be on a planet. I'm not telling you the name of it, because I don't want you to get in the number, but do not fucking call me for the rest of the goddamn weekend. <sighs> Charmed, as always, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, whatever. Vader, don't do anything stupid. I will not, my master. I... Oh, oh. I've had my cape stuck in the door this entire time. Oh, my... (laughs) (laughs) That was so fucking stupid. So anyway, the style of the movie. <laughs> we can stop being distracted by voices for five goddamn minutes. Also, I love how officially James <laughs> is Grand Moff Tarkin. Good for forever. <laughs> I hope they give the prisoners wristbands. <laughs> Thank you.
Yeah. Hilarious. The door opens up. That dude's getting a blow job. They just close his gate. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. It's a Wampa costume. <laughs> oh, 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 ice planet me. Ice planet me. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. That, that weird probe droid is recording. <laughs> God. God, things go so horribly so quick. It's like a Breaking Bad episode. This really is a Breaking Bad episode. Oh, God, wait, I've been forced to kill again, Chewie. Wait, did Luke and or Han just shoot the window to get space in here to <laughs> take care of the guys? That's their version of dissolving the bodies in acid. I'll get my old buddy space to clean things up for us. Can you, I just, I, now I'm imagining fucking the prequels being like season one of Breaking Bad and Anakin just writing being a Darth Vader is wrong on a list. <laughs> <laughs> His Jesse is, is, um, crap, who would be good Jesse? Uh, the dudes from that Forced Unleashed game. <laughs> yeah, Starkiller. Oh, God. Dark side, bitch. Meanwhile, Gus Fring is just just the Emperor, but the Chancellor Palpatine character. What kind of man goes to the Rebel Alliance? <laughs> no man. So were you always curious as to what the purpose of the cylinder on their asses is? Constantly, I'm constantly confused what the hell anything on their, on their outfit is. Like, why does one leg have? Sorry. Why does one leg have a weird design and the other one is just like fine? Like, why? Why different legs on the armor? Why the circles? Also, I love how gullible Lay is. It's like this strange man comes in and he's in a stormtrooper outfit. I can't watch Vader and Tarkin interact. (laughs) (laughs) You know they just had the sand. (laughs) You know, Tarkin got like got a call in the like Emperor got a call from Tarkin in the middle of the night one time. Uh, who is Padme? He keeps bringing her up uh, constantly, and I do not, uh, I do not know how to respond to that. He's, uh, he's crying, isn't he? What the hell? Uh, how did you know, right? <laughs> what? No, oh, I'm busy. I'll... No, yes, they're beautiful, but put them away for a second. I'm busy. Um, so how, how bad is he crying? Scale of one to ten. He keeps going, no, and then all the electronics fuck up. It's really expensive. Uh, one of those. Uh, so that's a code. That's a code nine. We like to call it. I, there are codes. Yeah, didn't you read the Veda book I gave you? It was a handbook. It's about 182 pages. I thought that was a joke. You gave it to me at the Christmas party. No, that was just the last time I was going to see you for a while. Oh, God, I've been using it as a 
ghost over the past six months. Oh, does, does, does it explain how he goes to the bathroom? Because I, I just don't know. Uh, I was going to let you figure that one out for yourself. Uh, hope you have rubber gloves. Uh, As time. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Oh, oh. S- uh, sorry, Grand Moff. Uh, the conga line never stops. I'll talk to you later. <sighs> oh, now I have to go home to this. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even do it. That was fucking dead on, Vader crying. That was amazing. <laughs> I like how it sounded vaguely like Chewy too. I, I, I like I, I like Palpatine's vacations. <laughs> he's on a space cruise ship somewhere. <laughs> like, I to get away from the fact that he's the Emperor of the Galaxy. Oh God. The mental image of him in a cockle <laughs> <laughs> destroyed me inside. Hey, not everybody wanna do that rumba. <laughs> Be amazing if they had died in this. <laughs> in the garbage. Can I say I love how the um the door for the garbage area locks. <laughs> I imagine they get people in there often. Eh, probably. <laughs> like, why is there a monster in there? Because <laughs> space. Why is it a giant dick? Because space. Space dick. Also, I just want to point out, fun fact about the Star Wars films, Carrie Fisher's breasts were taped to that dress because there were no undergarments in space, according to Lucas. (laughs) Makes sense. Because he was a lonely nerd in Tunisia with one woman. (laughs) So he was going to exploit that for all his worth. God, I remember just being a kid and just living for those moments when Carrie Fisher would lean back and the fabric would just cling to her for a moment. Eighties Carrie Fisher was something to behold. I don't know where it went. I was about to make a horrible joke. I'm going to go ahead and not make that. Yeah, yeah, that's probably for the best. Also, I think Carrie Fisher looks lovely for her age. Also, just want to point out, Carrie Fisher, one of Hollywood's most prolific script doctors. <laughs> it's like her and Patton Oswalt have just touched every script you've seen for the past 20 years. Patton Oswalt was the only one who gave a crap about the Amazing Spider-Man 2 script. And Carrie Fisher somehow had played a role in writing the prequels. A uh, completely random note, but in reading this book, I was fascinated that Patton Oswald, from like 1995 onward, touched up all of the Farrelly Brothers scripts. Really? So he's, he's like, there are jokes in Me, Myself, and Irene that are written by Patton Oswald. Think about that. 
It's like he had a hand in there's something about Mary. What a bunch of weird shit people threw out. <laughs> like, I... The whole th- garbage aspect of the Death Star is a really confusing one, because it's like, what do they use? Uh, I work at a grocery store, and yeah, I've seen inside our trash compactor, you would be amazed, the detritus that just comes from working in a space. I was <laughs> working in space? No, I just mean working in any kind of <laughs> area. Like, shit just falls apart. I, I know what you meant. I just love the phrase. <laughs> so I'm fairly certain that on the C-3PO costume, the front of him just has a gold-plated disc record Probably. just taped to it. Who has a rubber pipe? The future. So I love how... C-3PO and R2 are technically the comic relief characters of the movie, but never feel like that. It's not like, well, let's cut to Jar Jar Binks, doing crazy stuff. That's because, like, there was a consistent tone without these movies, whereas the prequels are kind of all over the place. Well, 3PO is horribly racist, though. Oh, yeah, there's that, too. Also, I just want to point out the fact that we watched R2 put his dick in something. Like- RoboCop style. Oh, yeah. I want to see, like, the RoboCop joke where that thing comes out of 3PO and somebody thinks he's going to stab him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then he finds Kane. <laughs> like, how is that not a, like, a YouTube mashup someone's made? <laughs> Just Sleepio finding the people who killed him when he was still Alex Murphy. (laughs) Who are you? Got R2 saying, I have to leave. Somewhere a crime is taking place. (laughs) Rolling out of the hangar of the X1. No, we just watch him roll into the distance for like 20 minutes. Excuse me, madam, I will escort you to a rape crisis center. <laughs> R2 and 3PO is it too? Yes. They are both combined Robocop. One is part man, one is part machine. Both are all cop. What was Ben up to in this? You is uh taking down the tractor beam. I know, I like but just imagine like Sneaky. Like in between, like yeah, sneaky, minutes of him sneaky Obi Wan <laughs> with no disguise, just a dude in a brown robe in a fucking hood walking around a space station. Like, oh hey, the wizard finally showed up. Like, was he pouring salt into their like gasoline tanks for their star ships or something? Like, Whoa, guys, the wizard's here! <laughs> I didn't let's... know Larry's bachelor party was happening. <laughs> Oh, well, I guess this is happening now. 
Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. No, he doesn't do, even have to do, do anything. Do. He just convinces them through the force that he did something amazing, and they all just cheer. You came. Ah, I came. I came hard. <laughs> hey, Steve, I came. I like how that stormtrooper was in charge. How do they determine rank? They're identical. Barry, you can't order us around. You're not wearing one of those black helmets. <laughs> also, do you think Chewie holds it against Leia that she called him a walking carpet? Like, that's just a thing that he always holds on to and never forgives her for? He didn't show up at the wedding. I think the worst insult is that Leia didn't give him a fucking medal. <laughs> like, there's actually just a hidden rivalry between those two. <laughs> like, the extra... In that, that plays out in Force Awakens. Like, like it's Thor and Hulk. It's going to turn out Han and Leia are actually divorced in Force Awakens, because when they had a kid, uh, Han wanted Chewie to be the godfather, but Leia was against it and ended up breaking them up. I seriously thought you were going to say the baby came out and it was covered in fur. <laughs> like, no! <laughs> like the Jimmy Kimmel skit. Yes! <laughs> she was my wife, Chewie. <laughs> also, I know this is a running thing, but... What's up with Chewie's bandoliers? What do they do? <laughs> they look bomb-ass pimp is what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they hold all the laser cartridges. I mean, without that, he'd just be naked. Like, listen, that's actually where his dick is. Listen, and you have to load the bo- the bowcaster. I like to think it's bowcaster. like... I like to think, you know how, like, it's his belt. Like, it gets bigger and more impressive the more he fucks women. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Like, a status it's a, symbol. It's a trophy. Yes. Like, that's that's a status symbol on Kashyyyk. Like, that's him being Victor Zaz and marking the tallies. Like, in Force Awakens, he's just going to have a suit. Also, we put Wilhelm Scream. We pass the Wilhelm Scream. One of the first instances, I think. Why does why does Luke just have a grapple hook? I, I've never understood that. He actually got it from an ad in a comic book. He's finally able to use it. You joke, I'm... That's Luke. This actually came from the Laser Man comic from Halloween. I love that amount of build-up for that small an action scene. (laughs) (laughs) I love how dainty the stormtroopers are. I like how they're walking like they came in their pants. <laughs> it's amazing how much of this movie actually takes place on the Death Star, given that, like, we have a whole action sequence after this. Well, I'm sure this is just the same hallway <laughs> with stuff moved around over and over and over again. Well, hello. 
I've been waiting for you, wizard. I like how, in random parts of this movie, the effect on James Earl Jones' voice just sounds weird. <laughs> kind of does. Or it just sounds like he's talking into the helmet. See, it's stuff, it's little things like that I would be okay with them changing in the special editions. Yeah, anything of subtlety, which was what the special editions lacked. You can't win, Darth! <laughs> Except they actually fixed the rotoscoping for the lightsaber uh, blades, which I think worked, actually. Yeah. Well, the... The point of the change is that you, is that you're not supposed to notice them unless they're pointed out to you. But then like you the have Blade like Runner big, special edition. Then you have big like CGI monsters and entire dance sequences and all that. It's like why, man? It's just this weird uncanny valley thing where it's like here's something hyper realistic and here's Chewy. <laughs> Wow, way to fucking take down Chewie. I mean, Leia does it already, dude. Okay, that, that belt, when I was looking at it from that angle, just looks like he just is carrying around candy bars. <laughs> I remember thinking that whenever I was a kid. Which, I mean, it's kind of a Chewie thing to do. I mean, I what if that is just the story behind it? It's like, that's just for his snacks. I love Stormtroopers looking over and just seeing laser sword fights. It's like, nope. They we just go, go over. <laughs> We're having enough of this. <laughs> the stormtroopers just watching. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> oh, God. Trinity's, or Morpheus is fighting Neo. <laughs> Got the weirdest suicide in sci fi history. Well, time to become a Force Ghost. I love how confused Vader is. So that just happened. There's absolutely huh. nothing in the Force about this. That's... I mean, I didn't expect that to happen. You know, we were going to be mortal enemies, and you just did that. I swear to God, Vader, you have been staring at that pile of clothes for six hours. Mm -hmm. Either wash it or throw it out. <laughs> We were going to be arch enemies. Look, I, I was I, going to show him that I was the master, and then he just yes. sepukoed himself. Yes, a dirty old hobo snuck onto the ship. He turned out to be your old high school teacher. You killed him. And now you're keeping his clothes as some perverted trophy. I... Do, do you want me to get Palpatine in here? Do you want me to call Palpatine on his fifth vacation this quarter and have him bring his ass over here? Just sunburnt and drunk off his ass. Is that what you want? I am trying to run a Death Star here. Oh, you, you want insane. to bother someone with this shit? <coughs> you go to Lieutenant Moff 
You'll go to mid-level moth. I'm a grand fucking moth. Do you know what that means? All I am saying is... We met again at last. I swear to God, Darth. I'm just... I'm just going to stare at this a little more. Just go into your TIE fighter and get the fuck out of here. Cut to a space cruise ship. Ah, fuck, I sense a disturbance in the force. Uh, No, no, I'm not going to make a business call, but... Probably send us a telegram. I don't know why we outlawed this. We're really fucking retarded. (laughs) I don't know if that really has come across, but Jesus Christ. This has been like four or five times already in this commentary. We have an entire trilogy ahead of us. I'm just glad we're finally doing these in Star Wars movies, not at not in the last 15 minutes of Total Recall. <laughs> I forgot about that. Wow. Also, did you also, always want some kind of arcade game that was just this yes. with the chairs moving around? Pisses me off that doesn't exist. Yet, I mean, we can make it happen. Also, I just want to point out, the entire musical sequence for that, pretty much verbatim the line of opening music that he uses for John Badham's Dracula. <laughs> pretty much. Did you throw the clothes away? <laughs> I just noticed you could see Vader's eyes on the mask. <laughs> Them Scottish eyes. So uh, I like how there's just the insert of Leia and Chewie hugging to resolve their previous conflict. Because this movie has emotional continuity. And yet, once again, she's going to stub him out as far as the the medals go. He's very racist. I'm sure she just hates those carpet heads. Not how much of this movie revolves around the battle for the soul of Han Solo. This is what I love about the old Star Wars movies. Like, say what you will about movies today that have a ton of characters. This movie, and particularly the sequels, knew how to juggle multiple characters with the same level of depth. And really keep them even-handed. Like, it spins its wheels in a way that is so naturalistic. Like, each character has a multi-layered arc. I love Han planning to fuck Leia just to screw with Luke. Same, Han. Same. 
That's like how the basis of Luke and Han's friendship is that they just kind of hate each other. <laughs> He's a piece of shit. Oh, look, there's that shot with the Lonnie <laughs> Falcon isn't in it. Is that one guy was taking nature photographs? Is that X-wings? a dog? X-Wings. <laughs> X-Wings make me so happy. X-Wings are fucking awesome. One of the beloved toys of my childhood was this... It wasn't even really a toy. It was just an X-Wing replica that where the wings folded out and the landing gear and everything. And it had a little Luke and a little R2 that would go, would go inside of it. And I had a God. little TIE fighter to battle it with. God, that, those were the days of just the best toy lines when Kenner had the Star Wars license. Oh, yeah. I had a Y-Wing, and that's sad. <laughs> I didn't even have vehicles. The only thing I ever collected were, like, I had a Han, a Luke, and a, a couple of Vaders. My Y-Wing, the cockpit, like, opened, and then it closed again. I actually still have, on my desk to this day, I'm holding it right now, one of my original Kenner Darth Vader figures. And I gotta say, this actually is very well detailed for a 90s figure. Yeah, that was back in the days where it's like, here's $10, give me an identical (laughs) replica of a movie prop that would cost $200. A decade from now. Oh, that was especially prevalent in, like, the Power Ranger figures. It's like, that is just the Megazord. <laughs> and now we hear from Santa. God damn it, Annabelle, Santa. Why don't you go stop that space mutiny? (laughs) (laughs) We all put our faith in Blast Hard Cheese. It is entirely possible that's the same actor. (laughs) Could you imagine? I like how Womp Rats exist in the Star Wars universe because of that line. Just, just think about that. Every, like, every single line in this movie has been expanded upon like it's the Bible. Isn't it, though? It is, yeah, it is pretty much the modern equivalent. I like also, to think I that th- right now Vader is wearing Kenobi's robes under the outfit. Just, just absorbing his soul. <laughs> the point of ascension. Getting so much lice. Also, I just want to imagine a world in which there are Star Wars movies where we see Bothans and freaking Womp Rats and all these weird characters that are mentioned on screen but never really – like we're just throwaway characters. Hey, they they created Bothans for the Star Wars Galaxies game. They look like weird dog people. Never weird you well, you know, I'm glad many of them died. <laughs> and we'll see that in Rogue One. But, uh, what'd you say? Did, 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 did you ever, <laughs> was ever weird you out that Han 
never use this to actually go pay Jabba? <laughs> like, what did he blow this shit on? Space cocaine. God damn it, Han Solo. God also, damn scoundrel! <laughs> also, I just want to go back to Rogue One for a minute. Wouldn't it be amazing if Mads Milkinson was revealed to be playing a Bothan? If only. Listen to me, I'm your sister. Oh. You know, deep down, she always knew. Even right now. Like, that's a weird thought when you think about it retroactively. Like, in that scene, she was thinking, kind of think this dude's my brother. <laughs> Still want to jump him, though. Still want to take him for a ride around the galaxy. Still want to organar him. <laughs> that's the one thing from the prequels where I'm like... Can that dude be digitally reinserted? Jimmy Smith's? <laughs> that would be awesome. Fucking Jimmy Smith's on Dataween right before it explodes. Oh! <laughs> Just flying through the space. Oh! Like he fucking freezes. Dark Man. <laughs> I remember one of the... Back in its heyday, Crack.com was an amazing website. One of the things that got me laughing more than anything on that site was an image from a Star Wars related list where they just randomly cut away to a shot of down to a, or the, uh, the shot of Alderaan exploding and the caption read somewhere down there, Jimmy Smith is screaming and negative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just want to point out the extended scene of the X-Wings getting ready and slowly rising. I just, not to harp on the prequels, but just compare that to everything just getting up effortlessly and flying away. Yeah. But no, I mean, the, the war took its toll, and that's the reason everything's slower in the future. Hey, war's terrible. I love how shitty that readout is, by the way. It's just, it's like the tracker thing in Robocop. I've seen a lot of green, sir. I'm sorry. That Family Guy episode ruined this for me. Yeah. I mean, that Family Guy thing ruined Porkins for me. And it's Porkins. I mean, come on. I will never not imagine him dying the way he dies in that Family Guy episode. I'm just imagining uh, him dying, like him being shot by Jack Nicholson and Batman. Hey, think of the future! And he just imagines himself dying. <laughs> <laughs> that has got to be a YouTube video. got to say how fucking ragtag is this rebellion they allow Luke in here. <laughs> it operates under the Independence Day principle. Yeah, I was, about to, I was just about to say that. It's the same goddamn logic. I, I, I fly a, uh, a moisturizer duster. <laughs> oh, it's like he got them the princess and the plan, so the least they can do is let him kill himself. 
then we'll be rid of him. <laughs> Hayseed motherfucker. Fuck you, Biggs. Also, I'm watching the original editions, looking at these special effects. They still hold up. They're they fine. The X-Wings look great. Isn't it yeah. weird some parts, like with the Millennium Falcon or the X-Wings, that look like modern special effects? Yeah. They move like modern special effects. It's very just – it's odd. It's, In the lineup a minute ago, it took me a second to figure out that yeah. that was model work, and they didn't just yeah. sneak CGI yeah, into that for, one scene. Whenever I saw that shot, I was like, did we accidentally get like a com- – combined version of the theatrical and special edition, because that just looked like the special edition. Yeah. But it was models. Like, it's amazing the work ILM did in this. Well, that's the thing with models, which is, they're real. Yeah. So if you don't fuck up the green screen effect, it just looks like a real thing. That's why the... All the, like, castles and locations and shit in the Lord of the Rings movies, the original trilogy, are so fucking impressive and look so tangible and real. It's because they were miniatures, like, just giant miniatures. Like, a lot of miniatures are actually used in the Batman movies. And the opening shot of Cobblepot Manor from Batman Returns, that's a miniature. Like, that entire mansion is a miniature. (laughs) Like, it's amazing the type of things they can still do with miniatures. It makes me very sad that that's falling by the wayside. Just because the people who know how to do that stuff are quickly dying out, and nobody wants to learn it because CGI exists. That's why Raiders. Baker retired from makeup. Yeah. How sad is that? Wolfman broke him. I say I love Vader's personal dudes who are hired to get him in his fucking spaceship. <laughs> but I mean, that's crew. But also, it's like that's the big reason I'm really looking forward to Force Awakens. Just to, not only because it looks amazing, but so much of it is built on the principle of going back to practical effects that Abrams like really wants to push. Yeah, it looks I, hope if that, I hope that really takes off and leads to a new movement. Yeah. It'd be nice. Did you see, like, the Comic-Con panel? Like, they brought out a practical puppet that was animatronic and a guy in a suit and had, like, uh, puppeteers on uh, wireless controllers controlling things. And it looked just like a real thing they walked out because that's modern technology used to make that thing. You can just build a goddamn robot that looks real. I mean, people were convinced that BB-8 was CG, but no, that's just a real, like, little droid. I still have no idea how – I still – yeah, BB-8's always real. How how does the ball work? I still have no idea. It's been explained once to me, and I don't remember it because it's in my mind. But yeah, every shot is real, and it's the same people that made the new uh, R2-D2. Because it was like it was a fan recreation that they just hired on to actually make the droids. Uh, I, th- I think BB-8 works with magnets, I believe. Yeah, something like that. That just blew my mind. I'm sure, however, the one you can buy that's remote control works. There's probably something really simple, and we're just all really dumb. Like, oh, yeah, it works with servos. Like, oh, okay, servos. 
<laughs> of course. By the way, the uh, cockpit of Vader's TIE Fighter, that has got to be a smelly ship with all those sweat and everything. Just well, layers on layers. It came from behind. Stay on target. What a pointless line that is. I mean, let's face it. Meanwhile, on the set of Hammer Films... <laughs> on Hound of the Baskervilles... I just love how it just randomly cuts between the most American film ever to <laughs> Mutton Chops and Peter Cushing. There's lots of mutton chops in this thing. Didn't that guy just pass that everyone always thinks is Dustin Hoffman? Also, they just gave Luke a lot of responsibility. Luke, like, take two and three. It's like... Yeah, we don't believe this is going to work, so... Might as well let that kid fucking kill himself in a blaze of glory. Meanwhile, that's what's been pointed out by everyone. It's just one shot in a tiny hole. <laughs> That's life, MB. That's life right there. <laughs> this, we're all fucking going down the trench for one shot in a tiny all hole. Like, I think we're all doing our own personal Death Star run. <laughs> the Get castle run in 12 parsecs. Get that shot in that tiny hole. Invader's right on our ass, and we just got to use the force. <laughs> Sometimes we're just another guy comes in to help you out. We're just hoping for one great shot, one in a million. Then an old man speaks to you in your head and tells you to close your eyes and not use technology. And then that old man tells him that he will be with you always. And then you kill your dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's everybody's life, right? <laughs> That's happened with everybody. <laughs> anyway, this has been Pulp Commentary. <laughs> I'm just glad to be out of prison now. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my new favorite joke we've ever told. I don't even know what it was. Something about life and... An old man and another guy coming in. <laughs> I like how riveted C-3PO is. <laughs> C-3PO fell asleep. Hey, did you ever see the footage of the uh, female X-Wing pilots? Oh, yeah, that yeah. blew my fucking mind when I saw that a couple of years ago. It's like, why? Why is that on in there? That is really fucking weird. We, didn't want to think that we don't want audience to think that the Rebel Alliance was getting any dames killed. <laughs> it's like, oh god, there are women in this movie other than Leia and Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma was in Jedi, technically, so not even then. Wasn't there a thing recently I saw online that every female character in the original trilogy, not counting Leia, if you combine all of their lines... It equals 63 seconds. I, I believe that. That's why I never get terribly offended whenever I hear some nerd girls say that they just never got into Star Wars. It's like, yeah, fair enough. 
It was weird. I mean, it was a from the time this was made, it's not really that surprising. And to keep in the fact that Leia kind of does nothing in Empire. Hey, she tries to get Han back. I mean, Billy D. Williams is there to help her, but still. Hey, to be fair, Han barely does anything in Empire. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's like, outside of Yoda, Luke, and Vader, like, nobody really does anything in that movie. Han cuts open a tauntaun and then is in a B-plot for the rest of the movie. It's kind of and strange. Here, but I, I mean, I'm not, like, shitting on Empire or anything, but it is a weird, like, plot. Oh, yeah, like, I'm saying it like, of... It's just strange to think of, like, the greatest sci-fi movie ever made, and it's like, barely anything happens. Half the characters just hang out in Cloud City for a while, and then Vader shows up and they're captured. And then a big sword fight between a father and son, intercut between people running around trying to get a slab of concrete. It's like... Uh, like something Mike has said for the duration of our friendship, which is, if Star Wars came out today exactly like this, everyone would hate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so true for a lot of old movies, but specifically these movies, because they really only work within their time. That's really where they shine and where they exceed, and that's where they get their longevity from, because... You can excuse everything crappy. Well, I, when I when I say that too, I mean like I'm also insulting everyone today. <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking like. Could you imagine if Empire came out today? How mad everyone would be that Han doesn't do more. Oh yeah. Hashtag Han crime. <laughs> and it ends too quickly. Like nothing's nothing's taken care of. How dare you end on a cliffhanger? Yeah, it ends on a downer. Like, people would be so... Like, parents would be calling in to Fox, like, what? how dare you? My child went to Empire Strikes Back, and you showed a hand being cut off. To be fair, I'm sure that happened. I like how that was Tarkin's final thought, <laughs> just chewing his fingernails. Oh, God, I hope he goes to bed. <laughs> I like to think Tarkin realized he was about to die like a second before it happened. Just, I can finally rest. Meanwhile, Vader is just in space. Vader has the most Vader, us, at least us Vader ending ever, which is, oh, where the fuck am I? <laughs> just floating through space. The fuck do you mean you've been float flying through space trying to get a signal? Like how fucked up R2 gets. <laughs> you know, the weird thing about the female character thing, too, is if you consider the expanded universe, like, female characters are a huge deal. Yeah, Mara J. Yeah, just for that reason. That's why I'm so glad we have uh, Ray headlining the new franchise. Yeah. As well as Finn. I mean, the diversity was really limited to Lando. It's, it's such a weird thing. It's like this universe with all of these 
aliens and one black dude and one chick. <laughs> so I just got to say it again. The Oral Knots video for this has ruined it forever. Just a quiet room with three people walking. Hey. We are totes gonna bone later. I forgot, I didn't realize Santa was there. <laughs> General Santa, the most important character. Mon Santa. Oh god, C3PO just had an oil bath. Oh yeah. Oh, they went Wizard of Oz on him. Squat, squat here, squat, squat there. R2 actually died. They just replaced him with an identical droid. So I always think that he just said the nastiest thing about Leia's pussy. Oh, yeah. Oh, R2. You scamp. Uh, Chewie just yelled, this is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it turns out his bandolier is actually his medal. Seriously! He's even yelling as the credits roll. <laughs> Don't do this to me! Don't do this to me! I'm Chewie, it hurts to live. We just watched Star Wars, Episode 4, New Hope. Part 1 of 3. And Alec Guinness as Dr. Jacoby. <laughs> Close. God, seeing all the credits for the people in suits is amazing. <laughs> that kind of thing you never see anymore. <laughs> Unless it's Doug Jones. Oh, yeah. Has Doug Jones been cast in Forced Awakens in any capacity? No. Not I know of. Because they've got to do that for the next one. Ryan Johnson's got to get on that shit. Hey, John Dykstra. It's weird, the dude who gave us Spider-Man living and breathing for the first time on screen was a dude who worked on Star Wars. The man who created the Death Star and Chloe Dykstra. Yeah, I was about to say, his greatest achievement is his balls gave us Chloe Dykstra. That is an achievement that has enriched mankind. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is pulp commentary for Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, the original theatrical editions. And my God, what a ride it was! Hey, you Rick could Baker. say it was a ride in a galaxy far, far away. No, it wasn't. Wow. I mean, it's true. It, it it wasn't. This is actually just a fever dream of a child dying in a hospital who's seen one too many Battlestar yeah. Galactica episodes and really likes old Flash Gordon comics. His grandfather I mean, brought I mean, him. I mean, he also thinks 
X Files are in the same continuity as this, and it's really it is, it is, it is. They're in the expanded universe, MB. I'm kidding, but wouldn't that be fucking <laughs> awesome? Like no one would expect that the goddamn X Files and Star Wars take place in the same universe. Mulder is force sensitive. No, no, no. Scully would be force sensitive. Fuck Mulder. I agree. Like, yeah, that does make sense. Scully would be. This, uh, okay, Rian Johnson. Can you please, in some capacity, utilize Gillian Anderson with a an lightsaber? And David motherfuckers. And David Duchovny. No, Duchovny would be Han. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, Lord Darth Vader, by the way. <laughs> Grand Lord Darth Vader. I just want to say, uh, Chief Ajawa is the name of my band. Red Six Porkins. John D. In quotations. <laughs> that was his uh, name around camp. Anyway, that was Star Wars. And I've been Mike. I've been MB. And I've been Hero. Alright, who has the pina coladas? If you like pina coladas... Getting caught in the rain. I couldn't get a babysitter. Sorry, guys. Thank the Empire. I need you to check me for science.